Welcome to Grace to All. I'm your host, Paul Gray. You've probably used the word grace, sang Amazing Grace, or said grace at a meal. But did you know that God's grace is way better than we can even imagine, and that you and all people already have an abundant supply of God's unlimited amazing grace? Today, we're going to hear the truth about God's amazing grace to all people. So, sit back, relax, and prepare to be inspired and awakened to the amazing treasures that you already possess. This is truth that you can handle. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining me once again for another edition of Grace to All with Paul Gray. Well, this is our Christmas podcast, our Christmas message. Christmas is a great time of year, isn't it? Should have combed my hair before I started this. Of course, if you're just listening, it didn't make any difference. But at any rate, Christmas is a great time of year. We celebrated part of our Christmas with uh, part of our family last Sunday because on the actual Christmas day, we're going to be out of town with another part of our family. And we were opening our presents, and uh, my son, who's uh, 36 now, I guess, and uh, a wonderful guy, really sharp guy. He's a physician assistant and entrepreneur. And uh, we gave him a present, and he opened it up, and he'd never be one to hurt anybody's feelings. He opened it up and said, well, that's nice. What is it? (laughs) You couldn't tell from looking what it was. Once we explained to him what it was, he was happy, and I don't need to tell you what all it was. But uh, have you ever had that happen, (laughs) opening a gift? Have you ever thought about what actually is the gift that God gave us on the first Christmas day? Most anybody who's had any experience with the Christian religion or ever been to an NFL football game knows John 3.16. This is how much God loved the world, the entire cosmos in the original Greek. He gave his one and only unique son as a gift. All right, Jesus is the gift. Have you ever thought about that? Jesus himself is the gift. Well, what does that mean? I don't mean to be disrespectful, but if you opened a present and you saw a Jesus in there and you didn't know what Jesus was, you go, well, what is a Jesus? What does it do? What, you know, what good is it? Well, Jesus going on in John three sixteen, God gave us his only son, Jesus, as a gift so that we can experience life, the life of the ages and not perish perish, meaning to kind of waste away and not be what you could be, not experience what you could be. Jesus is life, and Jesus gives life, but a different kind of life than physical life. Now, if that sounds like mumbo-jumbo and something mystical, you don't yet know what it means. I would say you're not yet experiencing Jesus. Jesus is there. He's in your life. Things are happening. He is doing all kinds of things for you, but you're not yet aware of it. John 3.16, the mirror version, says this, the entire cosmos is the object of God's affection. And he's not about to abandon his creation. The gift of his son is for humanity to realize their origin in God who mirrors their authentic birth, begotten not of flesh but of the Father. In this persuasion, the life of the ages echoes within the individual and announces that the days of regret and the sense of lostness are over. And it goes on to say in verse 17, God has no intention to condemn anyone. 
He sent his son not to be judge, but to be the savior of the world. And this is how much God loves all people. Some versions say that the gift of God, Jesus, is for those whosoever believe. Well, (laughs) whosoever is not there. It's the actual Greek is God loves all and the gift is for all believe. All believe. God gave Jesus so all believe, not perish, and so experience Zoe, a different kind of life, a life here and now and forever. It's not a question of whether or not we will believe or being saved because we do believe. We have the gift so all believe, and God will see to it that all believe. Colossians 3, verses 1 to 4. The writer, Paul, says, Christ's resurrection is your resurrection too. This is why are we to yearn for all that is above or in the heavenly realm. For that's where Christ sits, enthroned at the place of all power, honor, and authority. Yes, feast on all the treasures, the gifts, of the heavenly realm, and fill your thoughts with heavenly realities, and not with the distractions of the natural realm. Your crucifixion with Christ, did you realize you were crucified with Christ? and you raised with Christ, your crucifixion with Christ has severed the tide of this life. And now your true life is hidden away in God, in Christ. And as Christ himself is seen for who he really is, Christ is your life, who you really are, will also be revealed. For you are now one with him in his glory. 1 John four seventeen. As Christ is in this world, so are you. One more verse now, and then we're going to dive into some things. Colossians 1, 26 and 27. Paul writes this to the church in Colossae. This is the Passion Translation. There is a divine mystery, a secret surprise that has been concealed from the world for generations. Now, Paul wrote this 2,000 years ago in about the year 20, I don't know, uh, 50 or something like that. Living within you, here's the surprise that is now being revealed, unfolded, and manifested for every holy believer to experience. Here it is. Living within you is the Christ who floods you with the expectation of glory. This mystery of Christ embedded within us becomes a heavenly treasure chest of hope filled with the riches of glory for his people, and God wants everyone to know it. God so loved everyone, so loved the cosmos, everyone and everything, that he gave his only son, Jesus, so that we could experience life in Christ, Christ in us. God is perfect. God is love. God is the perfect lover. I want you to consider some things. Have you ever thought about what perfect lovers do? Perfect lovers love. Perfect lovers give, and their gifts are perfect. Perfect lovers forgive in advance without us even having to ask for it. Perfect lovers care. I mean, they really care about us. Perfect lovers protect us. Perfect lovers don't judge. Perfect lovers help. Perfect lovers never quit loving. Perfect lovers never fail. 
Perfect lovers never abandon. Perfect lovers never punish. Perfect lovers never use fear to control or coerce. God is love. God is perfect. God is perfect love. God is a perfect lover. God loves you perfectly, and he loves everyone perfectly. And he never quits, and he never fails. <laughs> That's good news. John wrote this, 1 John four fifteen nineteen. Those who give thanks that Jesus is the Son of God live in God, and God lives in them. Now, that's true of everyone. Those who know it give thanks for that. We have come into an intimate experience with God's love, and we trust in the love he has for us. Then John says, God is love, exclamation point. Those who are living in love are living in God, and God lives through them. By living in God, love has been brought to its full expression in us so that we may fearlessly, without fear, face the day of judgment. Because all that Jesus is now, so are we in this world. Love never brings fear, for fear is always related to punishment. But love's perfection drives the fear of punishment far from our hearts. Perfect love does away with fear and eliminates any thought of punishment because perfect love doesn't punish. <laughs> Whoever walks constantly afraid of punishment has not reached love's perfection. Our love for others is our grateful response to the love God first demonstrated in us. New King James says it this way, Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him and he in God. And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love, and he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. And then here's, this is not uh, actual scripture. This is what editors have inserted before this next uh, section in 1 John 4 in the New King James Version. Here's what they say. The consummation of love. The consummation of love. Love has been perfected or consummated in us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as Jesus is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love. But perfect love casts out fear, because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. We love him because he first loves us. Look at some of these wonderful verses that talk about God's love, and the gift of God's love, Jesus himself, that we have. Ephesians 1, 2-4. Paul says, May God himself, the heavenly Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, release grace over you and impart total well-being into your lives. Every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realm has already been lavished upon us as a loved gift from our wonderful heavenly Father, the Father of our Lord Jesus. Because of his great love, he chose us to be his very own, joining us to himself even before he laid the foundation of the universe. Second Peter 1, 2-10, Peter says, May grace and perfect peace cascade over you as you live in the rich knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. 
Everything we could ever need for life and complete devotion to God has already been deposited in us by his divine power. For all this was lavished, talk about giving, all this was lavished upon us through the rich experience of knowing him who has called us by name and invited us to come to him through a glorious manifestation of his goodness. As a result of this, he has given you magnificent promises that are beyond all price, so that through the power of these tremendous promises, you can experience partnership with the divine nature by which you have escaped the corrupt desires that are of this world. Man, talk about gifts. John 1, 16. Now, out of God's fullness, we are fulfilled. And from Jesus, we receive grace heaped upon more grace. Ephesians 4, 7. God has generously given each one of us, supernatural grace, according to the size of the gift of Christ. And that's as big a gift as you can imagine. See, grace is not a reward for getting things right. Grace is a gift for when we get things wrong. Romans 5.15, we have all been given the gift of grace. Everybody. Romans 5.17, we are held in the grip of grace and continue reigning as kings in life, enjoying our regal freedom through the gift of perfect righteousness in the one and only Jesus, the Messiah. Romans eleven twenty nine. The gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. They will never be rescinded. Philippians 3, 10 and 11, Paul says, My passion is to be consumed with Jesus. I have the faithfulness of Jesus Christ, the very righteousness that comes from God. And I continue along to know the wonders of Jesus more fully and to experience the overflowing power of his resurrection working in me. 2 Corinthians 2, 12, Paul says, We didn't receive the spirit of this world system, but we received, we were given the spirit of God so that we might come to understand and experience all that grace has freely given and lavished upon us. John wrote this in 1722. Jesus is speaking here. Jesus says, The glory, Father, which you gave me, I have given to everyone else, so that they may be one just as we're one. Romans 6.23, Paul says, God's lavish gift is life eternal, found in your union with our Lord Jesus Christ, the Anointed One. Paul wrote this to the church in Colossae, verse, uh, chapter 3, verse 2. Yes, feast on all the treasures of the heavenly realm and fill your thoughts with heavenly realities and not with the distraction of the natural realm. Romans 8, 32. I mean, all these, these verses, are they're all part of the gift we got at Christmas. Romans 8, 32. God has proved his love by giving us his greatest treasure, the gift of his son. And since God freely offered him up as the sacrifice for us all, he certainly won't withhold from us anything else he has to give. What else does God have to give? Well, everything. <laughs> he owns everything. It's all his. Second Peter 2.8 Since these virtues are already planted deep within, and you possess them in abundant supply, they will keep you from being inactive or fruitless in your pursuit of knowing Jesus Christ more intimately. But if anyone lacks these things, he's blind and constantly closing eyes to his, his eyes to the mysteries of our faith and forgetting his innocence, for his sins have been washed away. Just a couple of more verses. Ephesians 2, 4 through 11. God still loved us with such great love 
He is so rich in compassion and mercy that even when we were dead and doomed in our many sins, He united us in the very life of Christ and saved us by His wonderful grace. He raised us up with Christ the exalted one and we ascended with him into the glorious perfection and authority of the heavenly realm. For we are now co-seated as one with Christ. Through the coming ages, we will be the visible display of the infinite, limitless riches of his grace and kindness, which was showered upon us in Jesus Christ. Colossians 1, 28-29. Christ is our message. We preach to awaken hearts and bring every person into the full understanding of truth. It has become my inspiration and passion and ministry to labor with a tireless intensity, with his power flowing through me to present every believer the revelation of being his perfect one in Jesus Christ. Folks, Jesus, this is a tired old cliche, but it's true. Jesus is the gift that keeps on giving, the gift of love that never fails and never ceases. His loving kindness endures forever, as is written over and over again in the Psalms. The consummation of love is God's gift of Jesus to us, in us, for us, and living as us. At Christmas time, it's a wonderful time. Now, I, I realize for some people, it's not. And for that, I'm deeply sorry. And I know God is too. Some of us don't have any family left uh, here in this life. Some of us are suffering for different reasons, health-wise, financially, relationship-wise, economically. Certainly all of those things are true. But even in the midst of that, not to diminish even any of those things, even in the midst of that, Christ is in us. You today listening, wherever you are, whatever Christmas season means to you or whatever challenges you're going through, God has given you the greatest gift ever. Even if you don't have a tree and there's, or you have a tree and there's nothing under it, even if you get no gifts from no one, God has given you the greatest gift of all time, the gift of his son, Jesus. And it's not just an ethereal mystical thing. Jesus lives in you. Jesus is real. Jesus is for you. Jesus is your life. Jesus is love. Jesus is grace. Jesus is perfect love. When you comprehend that and grasp that and understand the revelation that he's given you, then you never fear a day of judgment. You never fear punishment. You never fear torment. You never fear being alone because you are never alone. Christ is in you, the hope of glory. Jesus is the gift of Christmas, and with him, Christmas is every day. Merry Christmas, everybody. See you next time on Grace to All with Paul Gray. Thank you for listening to Grace to All. For more about us, how we can serve you, and our special guest, please visit www.gracewithpaulgray.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode and to join our Facebook group, Grace to All. 
where you'll be inspired and awakened to more truth that you can handle.